Time now for the nationally syndicated radio show, The World of Lori Zook. And now, here she is, the smart, the sexy, the savvy, Divine Miss C. And welcome back to the world of Lori Zook. I've got a story for you. It's one of Lori's stories. <laughs> I want to share a little bit. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but it was quite a long time ago that I was 19 years old and a friend talked me into getting a tattoo when she was getting a tattoo. As a matter of fact, it didn't even cost anything. Unfortunately, it was not a good tattoo. I was not happy with it. And about 20 years ago, I went to a dermatological laser surgeon guy who, you know, I went for multiple visits. They couldn't get the tattoo off. It was actually excruciatingly painful. Years have gone by and what was left of it was still on my back, not looking attractive. Yuck. So I recently uh, made contact with a fellow named Justin Dubow. He's from Suncoast Tattoos, and we had a great conversation about it because there were other options. For example, I didn't know that you could cover over a tattoo uh, and make it look, you know, like there wasn't a tattoo there. But you know, thinking about it, I'm a I'm a Great Dane mom. I have Great Danes, and I love Scooby Doo. And so I decided that I was going to get a Scooby-Doo tattoo. So I just got one and it looks awesome. Um, Justin is an artist. Justin Dubo is an artist. There's a big difference when, when you're looking for something that's quality work done by somebody who's actually an artist, not just a tattoo person who gave me a free tattoo big mistake so Justin yeah I know you're laughing oh, yeah. over there but you know, I want to introduce you thank you for coming up and, and doing the show and so let's start a little bit with the history of tattoos how did tattoos come about well first just let me say thank you for uh, for having me out here I mean this is really cool this is a fun experience uh, as far as how they started um, there's so many different stories there's so many you know myths there's so many different things that I've heard in, in my journeys of being a tattoo artist. I mean, I've heard that uh, it was early forms of communication. Uh, one story I heard in, uh, in Georgia was that there was a man who was supposed to bring a message to his tribe about another tribe coming to attack. And uh, they wrote it on him with something, but by the time he got to his tribe, it had washed off. They didn't get the message and they got killed. So if they had to send a message in the future, it was something about they carved it into their skin and put, you know, soot and ash in there so it would stay. And, you know, mostly it has to do, I, I feel, with, uh, you know, the, the, the war, the, the marking, the, you know, status of, because, you know, back in the day before there was really any history, you had your first impression, you had what you wore on your face, on your skin. So that's when, you know, in your African tribes, your early Inca tribes, your Aztecs, they would gauge their ears, they would have, you know, their necks extended, they would have tattoos all over themselves. And the more... <clears throat> the more that you had done to you the more established you were there were high priests that were completely covered there's you know in certain countries you know tibet and whatnot you have to have you know a priest bless your tattoo for it to actually be what it's supposed to be you know there's uh in the 
I cut off for a second. Um, you know, in certain religions, they they don't mean anything, or they won't do what they're supposed to do. They won't. The spell incantation won't come true, or it won't. In the different things they won't happen unless they're blessed by a priest or unless they're put there by somebody of importance um, so the actual true like Adam and Eve type story of where it came from I couldn't give you that I don't think anybody really actually knows that I think it's just um, you know it's one of those things that's been brought up with our civilization that's kind of been brought into the taboo light uh, because of you know more more I guess safer ways of writing down history and and seeing who people are, you know, rather than a, a tattoo across your face. Now you got a name tag, you know, rather than uh, a tattoo across your chest that says you're the chief. Well, now you've got your suit and your tie and your helicopter. So you don't necessarily have these people in these high positions, but that's, you know, it shifts through time. It it it, you know, suits are are you know good for one day but not next uh, the, the next day so it's all about the times and how they change with it and you know but yeah that's interesting i never knew any of that oh, absolutely well in, in being a tattoo artist mm -hmm. do you have to be licensed you know i don't know when i got my first tattoo if the person was licensed or not mm -hmm. I, even though i went to a shop but well, that, I, I would think that would be yeah. an important criteria it's it's one of the many important things that a lot of people miss over and 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 don't look for you know they think oh let's get a tattoo let's just go find the closest person because if they have a shop they must know what they're doing and that's not the case it's it's actually easier to open up a tattoo shop than it is to open up a food establishment or a bar um, with a bar they're actually looking at how you're doing a lot of stuff um, depending on what areas there are a lot of areas and a lot of townships and counties that are very very hard on people and that's where you'll see uh, that's where you'll get to see a lot of good tattoo artists stand out you'll get to see that business flourish because um, it starts at the beginning you have the health department is on people very very hard about how they do their process how clean they are how how they present themselves and there's rules for that reason so if you're in an area you know like Texas is particularly bad I've heard uh, there's some parts of Florida Georgia um, that they're not as hard on people with the health department and keeping up the rules um, that's when you have people falling through the cracks when it's easier to open up a tattoo shop than a bar or a restaurant or you know any other kind of of business you're gonna have issues you're gonna have people getting infected you're gonna have people that you know are out there just to make the money and you've got like the, the worst part of it is if, if you've ever seen american idol that's a perfect example of you know what people do everybody thinks they are the next american idol everybody thinks they are the next best tattoo artist everybody thinks they are the best and the, the problem is the people that encourage that instead of telling them listen stop there's other people out there that are better than this if you want to proceed and keep doing this you need to learn how to do it properly you need to be able to invest the time nobody wakes up and just they're magic nobody wakes up and they're just great um and the licenses and stuff like that we'll get back because i'm kind of rambling now um that's what it, it's put in place to weed people out um unfortunately not as many pl uh, places take it as seriously as it should be but it is uh, it is put there uh, to help us out and, and to keep the good tattoo artists on the top and make sure that the other people that it's harder to get them in the door um 
Yeah, because one of the things when you were when you were prepping for my tattoo, there mm -hmm. was a lot of you cleaned me off a couple of different times. Oh yeah, absolutely. You had a lot of stuff here, all your equipment. We went through everything. It's not just walk in and someone pulls out a, an ink pen and yeah, draws on you. Not. There's a whole process mm -hmm. of preset of setting up beforehand in order to actually do that. But I want to talk a little bit too about. Um, what we talked about off air, which was the difference between just being a tattoo artist and, and, and an artistically and it, talented mm -hmm. person. Well, that yeah, does there's that. A, there's a tattooist and then tattoo artists. Um, tattooists are the ones that you know they are good at what they do. They may be great at what they do, um, but essentially it's tracing, it's copying and pasting, it's a lot of computer work, it's a lot of leg work. Um, with with the technology, uh, me personally, I like to draw. I like to put stuff together. You know, take it from my brain, put it on the paper, or put it directly on the skin. Um, and and I have the ability to do that. That doesn't set me aside, um, talent-wise, from anybody else. Uh, the only it's just my process is different. I get to the finish line differently than than some people do um you know we're in groups there's the people that can just do a lot of freehand work and it all comes out of their mind there's other people that you know even though their artwork is absolutely incredible they cannot put you know pencil to paper or you know they can't translate skin. it is what and you're they, saying yeah they can't yeah. they can't make that process they can't take it from their brain and put it into their hand and that's that doesn't make you less of an artist it's just you're not a tattoo artist you you're a tattooist you know, when the art form comes in, that's when you are able to just close your eyes and see it being done. When you do not need the assistance, when you don't need uh, your hand to essentially be held throughout it. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I also, you know, I use my stencils. I use, you know, what I need to to get stuff done because sometimes, you know, you feel a little lazy. You don't want to sit there and draw a giant dragon when there's 50 of them on. And that's that is what separates you, though, is the laziness of it. When you are able, if you can do it and you don't do it you're lazy if you right. can't do it but you find a way to get it done that's inspirational that's that's yeah and you can improvise though which is different you made yes. an interesting statement which 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 was you you actually see it before it's on there and done it's yeah, like you can, look and you know what it's mm -hmm. going to look like and, and it's interesting because i know a lot of professional photographers who will actually say the same thing they when they see go, the shot they yeah, see the they, shot and they know what it's going to translate to on film and so that's what you're saying is you know what it's going to translate to on the person those are the ones that you'll see the photographer bent over backwards or in some weird position and you're like what are you doing like how could you even think to and they already see the shot they just have to find the angle they have to figure out how to put their body into it so a lot of the times it's it's um people either do or they don't have that connection that makes their brain uh tell their hands what to do the right way um again it doesn't make anybody less talented or more talented it's it's what you do with it you know it's the end result if it's, it's if it's beautiful artwork you know in the end then go for it rock out you know it's the different labels really don't mean much it's when you're the hack going in and doing it right and the, so when people are, are looking to get a tattoo i would think you know like i did they would look at the artist's work to see what is it that they've done because well, you know it, not everybody's the same especially mm -hmm. when it comes to things like art and music well not everybody gets the same chances also i mean you have people out there that are really good at what they do they just haven't been given the opportunity to show that they can do an amazing black and gray piece or an amazing color piece because everything they do is small-minded all their customers they only want smaller pieces they don't want to go above and beyond and that's you know where I'm here in Florida now. I was in Philadelphia because I'm looking for more and more customers that have the same mindset I do. That want big, amazing, creative, epic pieces, and they, they they don't stop their brains off at a certain idea that they have. They they take it, they give it to me, let me mold it and create it, and 
give it every bit of my soul that I have and give it right back to them so that way they can hopefully love it as much as what I do. Right, and you mentioned uh, when you were giving me my tattoo that you had some woman who you can spend 50 hours on over a period of time. Oh, yeah. It can take a... So it's not all in one shot. When somebody looks at a tattoo, you didn't just... Mm-hmm. And it's very, you know, a, a large tattoo with a lot of... It's, it's patience. It's, yeah. That's what it is. It's not... Um, you know, I'm not just slapping together a hamburger here. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not just doing something very quickly to satisfy you for the moment. Um, there are, geez, there's a, there's a lady that comes through, amazing person. Her name's Cody Shaw. Uh, she's got this back piece that uh, Josh is working on. It's a cover-up. There were some Celtic knots and whatnot on her back. And she is, I think, 20-some hours, maybe just around 20 hours in uh, the outlines done most of the shadings done but it's going to be a full color piece on her back we're probably looking about 80 to 100 hours on that thing i mean wow. it's it's going to be ridiculous but the only person who sees it finished is josh he's the one doing it it's completely freehand all coming out of his mind from his hand through the marker onto the skin there is no editing there is well slight editing in between you know if he has to change whatever but there is no um you know breaking period in between there it's just right to the work right to the creativity right out of his own body so it's not you're not sitting there doubting yourself or second guessing yourself you go hours and hours and hours into this it's a journey it's a it's a it's a process so when you see it no none of us are going to know at all what he has in his brain until that 80 hours is done and even when we get to there he might still look at it and i do it also you know if you give me enough time i won't stop that's the problem with being a human (laughs) you know you just keep going and going and going you want it better and better and better so as an artist a real artist is going to tell you their job's never done their work's never amazing they're you know i'm am not where i want to be right now but i'm in the right direction i will be there one day and uh you know but it's just eh. well that's the perfectionism yeah, i think perfection, that comes yeah. out yeah because i know i do the same thing now are there uh parts of the body that you can't tattoo i, I you're, you're smiling over <laughs> because i'm sure people must come in and ask you for for tattoos in wacky places and so oh, yeah, you know, what do you I've, what do you say about I've that i've heard a lot I, I don't think i've heard it all just yet but i have heard a lot um i mean people want their lips tattooed people want you know the bottoms of their feet or their palms and stuff like that the most common is uh, the finger tattoos inside of the finger a lot of girls get those but they'll like the sh or the promise or the all that fun printer stuff um you know it's there is no place that you can't tattoo um because i'm not a jerk i don't like to take people's money and be like yeah i'll tattoo your lip and you know no i said listen it's gonna fall out in like a week it might stay it might not i'll put it in there as best i can you know i know what i'm doing so i can promise up to a certain point and if i don't tell you that the tattoo is not going to stick or if i don't tell you that something that's on me that's not being professional right you know there's people out there though they won't tell you and then they'll charge you for a touch-up and they'll charge you for this and that just to get that extra and you know i'd rather be known as a good guy than than have that on my conscience you know but as far as any place you cannot tattoo uh, not really. I mean, like moles and stuff like that. There's certain types of skin, like uh, psoriasis. If you're having an outbreak, then you know there's certain stuff like that that you don't want to tattoo directly over. Um, but as it heals, you know, then you can. 
Um, it's just all about being conscious of the body and what the body's doing and not trying to try not to piss it off too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny was I was going to ask you how much pain is involved, but oh, now yeah. obviously of having had it, it, mm-hmm. it was, I'll just tell everyone who's listening, I, I, I thought I was going to pass out yes. and, and you actually, you, you <laughs> caught that and it wasn't because it was right really, before you did, yeah. yeah, it wasn't so much that it was, it was painful. It was just, I had my face down and the headrest uh-huh. and I thought I was, I was just heating up. So once I just sat down on the floor and we put the fan on me, I was fine for the rest of it. But, you know, you've, you've told me that people have passed out. And oh, yeah. So you guys are prepared because you're actually, you're first aid trained, yeah, right? Yeah, certified CPR, uh, CPR AED, uh, the whole nine. Um, that's a you know, perfect example. You know, we, we have cases all the time. People get lightheaded. They pass out. You go to the extreme where, I mean, I've had people... The, the rest of the day is pretty much shot because, you know, they just they can't bounce back from it. They get really like shaky and stuff. And when the shock kicks in, it, it's a lot to deal with sometimes. You know, people people don't do this every day. Like me, I'm at a tattoo shop at any given point in life. I can cause myself some kind of pain. You know, other people don't have the access to, to this like I do. So uh, you've seen it yeah. all. So you're, you're basically you're prepared. It sounds like I mean, just from dealing with me, you had to be prepared. But you're prepared when people come in because you, you already understand. I'm that. already ready for them to pass out and pee on themselves <laughs> and whatever else. May I mean, I've seen a lot of like I said, I, I don't think I've seen it all yet, but I have seen a lot of stuff. I've got one really funny story for you about a, a girl that passed out. I'm not going to say her name, but she knows uh, she knows who she is just by the story um i was tattooing a couple of uh, female friends of mine a, a bit younger um and the one girl uh the, the, the tattoo was in the inside of her bicep little one and i get started on maybe two minutes into it and same as you i, I start seeing a little couple beads of sweat skin color starts changing a little bit and i ask her if she's all right and she looks up at me and i just see she's starting to lose it and she's starting to get kind of grayish and whatnot so i set my machine down and uh you know i just get ready to brace her because i know she's about to come you know just fall into me so she passes out i'm holding her hair up you know i'm I'm trying to keep her from falling on me because nobody else around me realizes what's going on there there there's a bunch of people there but they're all talking to each other in their own little world right so i'm like trying to get somebody's attention like can somebody help me i need like trying to stay calm and all of that but trying to get their attention like can somebody get me you know a glass of water i need a a cold paper towel um you know and, and trying to give orders and nobody's realizing what's going on. And I've got this girl passed out of me. So finally somebody realizes. And then it was like a light went on with cockroaches. Everybody <laughs> went every different direction. And nobody got me what I needed or knew what was going on. So finally she starts waking up on her own. And there's a little bit of memory loss that comes with passing out <laughs> which is really great because when a girl is waking up in your arms their first reaction is like the snow white they're just they fall in love with you they're just you know what i mean this girl looked at me like i was prince charming like i just woke her up from her long snow Aww. white sleep or sleeping beauty sleep looked right into my eyes and was like hi <laughs> <laughs> it was the funny and then and then she started realizing what was going on and, and all of that but it's just yeah when people pass out it's it's when i was younger i'd be nervous and scared whatever but now it's it's almost second nature i i almost expect it to happen now yeah it's so funny that, that it's, you saw it happening mm-hmm. with me when i didn't really even see it happening because yeah. we were talking and going yeah you said you were yeah you said you were good i was nope no, she's not good. You, you, you recognize her right away. Well, what kind of care is required for a new tattoo? Um, it's really just about keeping it clean um, and keeping it m- 
kind of moist, kind of dry. It's uh, it. It really depends on the type of skin you have. If you know you have sensitive skin, you want to take care of it in that way. Um, if you have any real questions or medical concerns, you always want to contact your doctor or your physician. That's nothing to play with. Um, I know a lot of people think they're home surgeons and they can take care of stuff themselves. Um, but when it comes to staph infection or infected tattoos or anything that's questionable like that, I mean, that's life-threatening. That's nothing to play with. Um, but it's, it's basically just keeping it clean with mild soap and warm water, uh, any kind of dial or you get your equate, um, the stuff that doesn't have all that scented fragrance stuff in it. You want something that's going to be mild uh, and also that's going to cleanse it in the way you want it to. Uh, if you have something that's going to be harsh and attacking your skin and irritating it, that's where the redness comes from, the inflammation, uh, and it's going to take longer to heal because you're not getting the proper blood flow when it's swollen like that. Um, so that's why I always suggest uh, ibuprofen if it is a little bit swollen, but it's just basic, uh, you know, mild soap, warm water, uh, A and D with vitamin E, uh, or I know a lot of people use aquifer. Um, I personally have never, uh, but if you're allergic to A and D, you can use aquifer. Um, I tell most people just straight up uh, vitamin E oil in the little capsules. You pop it. Your body already makes it. That's what it's going to use anyway to heal it. So if you use that, it's it's. You know what I mean? It skips all the extra nonsense. So. Gotcha. Okay. Now, you're in St. Petersburg, Florida, and that's yes. great because our show will actually air in Central West Florida, but we also air nationally. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is looking for a tattoo artist, yes. how do you suggest they go about finding one? Um, first and foremost, uh, don't be the person that says, oh, I, I don't want to be picky or, oh, I don't want to. No, you need to be picky. Uh, there's too many people... Uh, with me, with my line of work, it, it, it's fun because I get to be very, very creative. Um, a lot of the times it just works uh, because if people don't know what they want, they come to me, I give them something amazing and, you know, but I have a track record of it. So people can check to see what I've done. They can check to see um, if I've ever infected somebody. They can see how my licensing has worked in the different states I've worked in. They can check my progress and see that I've done, you know, hundreds and hundreds of tattoos over a bunch of different states and I have never had anybody ever report me for infecting them or for using any kind of faulty equipment or using anything dirty. I've never Never dealt with the health department in any negative way. Um, I have a very clean track record and my customers will vouch for me. Um, when you're looking for somebody, you don't want to look for the guy who's like, yeah, I can do that for 50 bucks out of my house. Because granted, he might be the next big thing later on down the road. But right now, he's going to take $50 for something that it costs me about $50 just to set up for. Not to mention the time it takes out to do it. Um, you know, basic setup, you're, you're $45, $50. So if somebody's charging you $25 for a tattoo, there's no way they're using top of the line equipment, top of the line needles, inks, and all of that. You know, a tattoo is not about just doing it and having it be healthy while you're doing it or having it heal nice. You also want that thing looking great in five or 10 years. You know, right. I want I want you to say, you know, let's say five years from now, you know, you're putting on that little black dress to go out on a date or you're going out or doing whatever and you catch that tattoo in the mirror. You know, is that tattoo still going to be the same thing for you? You're going to look at it and say, you know what? Oh, man, the, the memories, it's still so vibrant. Look how it pops off my skin still. It's been so long. Are you going to look at that and go, oh. I can't wear this dress because I hate that tattoo. And that's I what happened to me with the very first time that I had. Yeah, right. it's sad. And it, it's, you know, if people put more thought into what they're doing and who they associate with, then, 
you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote my father here, and this is this is something that it sucks when you get to the age where you start quoting your dad. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he always used to tell me, if you lay down with the dogs, you're gonna get up with fleas. Mm-hmm. And if you're not particular about who you hang out with and and the type of people that you're surrounding yourself with, you're gonna get these half-assed tattoos. You're gonna get infected. You're gonna get all that stuff because you weren't particular about who it is that you brought yourself around. So back to what you asked, uh, research, 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 research. Uh, make sure that people have a good, clean track record. Make sure the tattoo shop has been open for longer than a month. You know, make right. sure they're established. If the shop hasn't been open that long, well, what kind of name does the owner have? Why is he there? Is he does he know what he's doing, or was he, you know what I mean, bored with his day job at the office and said, you know what, I'm done. I'm opening a shop now. I'm artistic just because right. he can trace. So. Right. I am so glad that you gave me my tattoo because I'm so happy and thank you for getting me through the almost <laughs> passing out part. And and it, my and it, it it really didn't hurt that bad at all. So and I, and I love it. And I want to thank you so much. How can people reach you? Well, uh, they can find me on Facebook personally. Uh, my name is Justin DeBow, D-U-B-O-S-T. Or they can find us uh, Suncoast Tattoo. Uh, Suncoast, one word, uh, tattoos. Uh, either with an S or a Z, you can go on Facebook and like us or, uh, or follow us on our, on our personal pages. And uh, I'm going to have to look to find the... Uh, but we'll put up on the yeah, podcast the, also. Yeah, the website so. and all that fun stuff. Yep. But yeah, just look for us on Facebook. And, uh, you know, whether it's me that you're looking for or, or whoever it is, man, I just research. Find Great. the right artist. It doesn't have to be me. They just have to be the right one. Great. Thanks again for joining me. Absolutely. And everyone else can join us next week on The World of Lori Zook. See ya. Are you looking for an affordable way to advertise to thousands of consumers nationally? If you own a business and didn't think you could afford radio advertising, you need to call me, Lori Zook, host of the nationally syndicated radio show, The World of Lori Zook. My show reaches thousands of people on 29 AM and FM stations nationwide, as well as through the internet. Additionally, your commercials will also be heard on my podcasts and throughout social media sites. Don't wait another minute. Call me at 813 877-4908 and let me bring your message to the nation and help you gain more exposure. Are your credit reports a mess? Are debt collectors hounding you? Maybe you're in foreclosure or headed towards foreclosure and don't know where to turn. It's time to stop panicking. Take back control of your life. Make the first step by calling Credit Education Consultants today at 813-500-6064. That's 813-500-6064. Mention the word radio for a free 15-minute consultation. Don't delay. Call today. 
Do you suffer from back, neck, or body pain? Do you suffer from migraines or have jaw or face pain? Has conventional medicine failed you? Were you injured or in an accident? Call chiropractic physician Dr. Dan Maddock at 813-935-1664. Dr. Dan has helped thousands of patients gain relief for more than 30 years. Dr. Dan is caring, gentle, and takes his time with each patient. He's also a past president of the International Craniopathic Society, a special certification of only 300 chiropractors worldwide. Dr. Dan helps patients from the neck up and the neck down. Dr. Dan accepts most insurance plans. Don't continue to live in pain. Call 813-935-1664 today. That's 813-935-1664 and get on track to better health. Hello, I'm Jim Velasquez. Does getting a lousy 1% on your CDs make you sick to your stomach? Inflation is hovering at 3%. So what's really happening? Allow me, Jim Velasquez, to send you my free report. If you haven't reviewed your CDs in a while, don't get this report. It will break your heart. If you want to fight back and beat the bank, text RETIRE to 72727 for this free report. Let's beat the bank. Text RETIRE to 72727 for your free report. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are the Health Markets Insurance Agency. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, the Health Markets Insurance Agency can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. Health Markets Insurance Agency is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-608-1830. 800-608-1830. 800-608-1830-800-608-1830. You are listening to the world of Lori Zook. Recently, while on Facebook, I was on a site called Pay It Forward Pasco County. And I happened to come across a petition. And the story was about a Florida man who got a free pass for shooting a pregnant woman to death. And the mother started a petition, and she's with me now, because this story just just hit, I don't want to cry, this story just hit me so emotionally. And then we spoke about it, Donna and I. And her name is Donna Bryan. And her daughter, Catherine, was, we think, murdered. Right, even though he got off. So I want you, Donna, to explain what happened uh, a year ago. Well, Lori, on July 26th, 2014, my daughter um, was five months pregnant and her and her husband went to visit a friend of her husband's. And he was on medications um, and he was playing with guns and he did not check the gun. The first two guns that he was showing off, he did check. The third gun, which was a 22 revolver, he didn't check. And he was showing them gunslinging tricks. And he shot my daughter point blank in the head. Now there were children in the home as well. And uh, 
she ended up she ended up passing away correct you had to go to the hospital and then she additionally she was five months pregnant to top it off and then also the baby was lost correct yes the baby lived 30 minutes and then he died and um she died they told me there wasn't anything they could do for her that the bullet that went through her head ricocheted around and she was pretty much dead as soon as he shot her and now that that gun went off more than once correct um no just just once now the fdle did check the gun and said there was nothing wrong with the gun that the gun was okay and um, they never arrested the man that did it. Um, that night in the hospital, the detective came up to the hospital and pretty much told me that it was an accident. Um, but they were going to still investigate. And um, I told him point blank uh, I wanted him arrested. Um, and he just said it was an accident. And the battle begins because um, I had to bury my daughter and grandson. And this man is walking around happy as a lark. And my family's destroyed. Um, And it's a big slap in the face from the justice system because there's at least five different statutes he should have been charged with and they didn't charge him with anything he did mention in the police interview or with deputy um with the deputy that uh the detective i'm sorry he mentioned that he was friends with a sergeant that was in the sheriff's office that happens to live next door to his parents And he did mention in the interview that he spoke to that man. Um, And uh, I think maybe this is why they didn't bring charges, is because he knew somebody. And um, I am definitely fighting this because why, why, why is his rights Trumping your daughters. My daughter's right to live, and her grand and my grandson. My grandson was innocent. My daughter was innocent, and I know that if she knew this man was going to be playing with guns, she would have pleaded with her husband to get her out of there. Because it was she was very excited about this baby, and. Uh, Sorry. No, it's okay. The, this is an emotionally devastating story. Now, the 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 man that did this to your daughter, his name is William DeHaze, and he was a friend of your daughter's husband, Carson. Correct. And so he was showing off this collection of guns. Now, he made a comment to the police that he used a Western-style draw, kind of like a cowboy would. It sounds like he was, like, slinging the gun around. Correct. And I'm sitting here going, how do you sling a gun around? It goes off, and... and The story to me doesn't make sense. If you're going to put it in a a holster, how did it fire straight right at her? That just to to me seemed unusual. But the other thing I found disturbing also 
was that this fella, uh, William DeHayes, he's on permanent disability for back pain, but yet it says that he had been practicing gunslinging tricks he learned on YouTube. Now, if you have a permanent disability for back pain, you would be in excruciating pain to even pick up a gun, let alone gunsling it as a hobby. So there's something wrong with that part of the story to me. But also, it says that maybe 30 minutes to an hour beforehand, he took... Uh, opiates supposedly yep. f- took drugs for, but he also took methadone now methadone is not for back pain to my knowledge I the only thing I know about methadone is it's used for people who are coming off of heroin it's like a heroin substitute correct that's that's my understanding as well and now this this fellow uh, fellow William DeHayes were there other children in his house when this happened yes his girlfriend well she's his wife now his girlfriend had um, three boys, and um, two of the boys, one of the boys wasn't even more than 50 feet from where my daughter was. And um, they never did anything about that either. Uh, my understanding is, um, from what I've heard with the interview, um, he leaves his guns out um, because he says the boys know not to touch them. Um, and. I know if you tell a kid not to, especially if they're near puberty, they're going to touch it anyway. Now, I also know that the Attorney General's office um, prosecutes parents who leave weapons out. Um, They were never contacted the Attorney General's office in regards to what happened. Um, The police and the State Attorney's office never contacted Child Protective Investigators, which they were supposed to also. Um, My understanding is Mr. DeHayes' blood was never checked. They took his word for that he was at um, the therapeutic level uh, dosage of medications. Gosh. And I, I think it was a really bad investigation, and I think the state attorney just dropped the ball um, because I've, I've found several statutes and case law um, for him to be prosecuted on. And in Mr. King's letter to me, he um, pretty much um, contradicts himself with um, the law and how the gun was handled. Uh, he said he couldn't be prosecuted because he didn't put it up, you know, he didn't pull the trigger. Uh, but then he says he did pull the trigger. And he didn't realize how much pressure he put on the gun. Okay, in my book, that's he did pull the trigger. You have to ha- apply pressure to pull a trigger. And that's what he did. Therefore, uh, he has committed a crime. There's also a statute that if you kill a pregnant woman and the child survives but then dies, that is uh, manslaughter. And they should be prosecuted on that because the child did live. And um, they haven't done anything. So I don't understand why he hasn't been prosecuted. I don't understand why my son-in-law doesn't want this to be pursued um, because he is not helping me with this. He has stopped all communication with me. And... This leads me to believe that maybe um, 
this wasn't an accident, that it might be something more than an accident. Um, so I, I just I just don't know. I think more investigation should have been done, and uh, I think they just messed it all up. My daughter paid the price, and I can tell you, I have never seen so much blood in my life. If people could see what a bullet does to you, it's not like TV, I can tell you that. It's not. It sounds much worse. It sounds like the ball was dropped all the way around. It sounds like nobody did what they were supposed to do, or at least not up to a standard, a sufficient standard. And that that's disturbing because there were a number of factors that you're you're telling me and that I'm reading about. And I'm not a lawyer, but when I read these, I go, well, wait a minute. You've got a a man on opiates and and you know narcotics on painkillers who is has taken them and then has guns out in with his family with other children with guests who then slings a gun when he's supposed to be in pain back pain and the gun accidentally fires and he actually blamed the gun did he not yes yes he did he, he made some statement to that effect that i don't know you know this damn gun went off that kind mm-hmm. of thing you know and, and and people make fun but it's people that kill people it's not guns that kill people Correct. the people have to use the gun to kill it and he, to kill somebody else and in essence i sit here again not being a lawyer i i think like reckless endangerment what kind of a moral person or common sense person this man had no common sense you're on these drugs and yet you have these guns available that your children have access to. And, you know, we've read stories and heard on the news about kids who find guns and then end up killing themselves because they think it's a toy. Mm-hmm. So I think that alone, I don't know what the Florida laws are on, on guns or loaded guns in the house, but just the common sense part of it says there's something wrong with this whole story going down the pike now you also i want you to talk a little bit you put together a petition so would you share what you're trying to accomplish because with the petition yes i have a petition on change.org and um it's uh justice for my pregnant daughter and it's to rick scott and brad king um i'm hoping to get enough signatures to the petition to have them reopen the investigation reopen the case and do what's right um and hopefully um they get a different state attorney um because i think somehow between the sheriff's department and the state attorney's department um there's like a conflict of interest going on there somehow there's just something going on in hernando county that i really believe the state attorney's office should be investigated and so should the sheriff's office there's just too many things going on up there, um, and nobody's doing anything about it. I know complaints have been made to the governor, um, but nobody's doing anything. I've been told that the only way to rectify the problem is that when these two gentlemen come up for election, to vote them out. And that's that's all well and good, but if they are committing crimes... Um, by not doing what they're supposed to be doing, they should be held accountable just like all the rest of us. I, I agree. And one of the things I read was um, there was a statement made by the S- Assistant State Attorney Brad Magrino 
that said there is no evidence to suggest that the Hayes had a careless or reckless indifference to the safety of the victims when the firearm discharged. That that's alarming based upon the that's actual a contradiction. story. Yes. It's a contradiction of the law. Now, you also have a, a Facebook page, Justice yes, Justice for Catherine? Yes, I do. Okay. So you're trying to get the word out for About. for people to help you, especially with this petition. How many signatures do you have and what are you how many are you looking for? As many as I can get. Right now, I have just about 5,000 signatures. And um, my understanding is I need a lot more than that. Um, but I'm trying to get as many as possible because I really feel that something needs to be done. Um, I'm a, a law-abiding citizen, and I'm doing my best to get justice for her because I feel that they dropped the ball. They dropped the ball. And she has just as much right to uh, life and uh, liberty and happiness. And I feel they've taken, they haven't considered anything about her. Not anything. And they pretty much financially bankrupt me. Right, because you ended up you had to you ended up paying for the funeral, right? Not her husband. You ended up paying for the funeral for your daughter and for the baby, also, correct? Yes. And yet, yet her husband ended up getting some type of victim's assistance, but didn't pay for anything. Right. Now, is the husband still friends with this with his friend that did this? I don't think so. I don't know because, like I said, Carson uh, won't talk to me at all. He uh, took all communication away from me. And my grandson. So, I don't know. I now, couldn't tell you. Your daughter and Carson had another child, correct? Carson had a, a son from okay. a previous um, that my daughter was taking care of. And then they were going to have Raylan together. And it would be Nick, Raylan, and CJ. Okay. Well, you know, one of the other things I want to say, I want to read a statement that the Hayes told an investigator, which says, I haven't slept in three days trying to figure out how the hell the gun went off. I don't know. I mean them damn guns. The shotgun goes off when it wants to. I almost blew my damn head off twice. What the hell is that? That shows recklessness with weapons. Are there any charges for nothing? There's no reckless endangerment? Nothing. Nothing. And so now, uh, you know, some of the articles that you had sent me to review were from uh, William DeHaye's standpoint. And those, why don't you share with our listeners what he said? Because I think it's an outrage. Um, Well, mostly he um, is upset that um, I won't let it go because he doesn't feel he belongs going to jail. Um, He feels that I should be suing him. Um, Civilly? Yes, but I I just, I'm more, I feel he deserves punishment. You break the law, you go to jail, or you do something. You get something. You just don't get to walk around happy. I mean, they all tell me he has remorse. Well, I've seen his Facebook pages the day after the state attorney told me they weren't prosecuting, uh, which was December 12th, Peter Magrino said he was not going to pursue uh, charges. Um, and I said, I told him he was nuts. 
And I also told him that I was not going to stop until something was done. And he said, you will never get this case in a criminal court. That's what Mr. Magrino said. You'll never get it in court. Um, the day after that, him and his girlfriend got married. And um, the, it was a beautiful wedding. Obviously, I saw the pictures, but if you're so full of remorse... How could um, you stand to get married the next day? Because that's supposed to be the happiest day of your life, and it contradicts exactly what you're saying. Correct. Correct? Mm-hmm. And, and that's devastating. Now, there was there was another case not too long ago, I think in St. Augustine, where a sheriff's... Uh, a, sh- a sheriff killed his girlfriend? Correct. Now, yep. can that you explain be, a little of that? Um, that is the Michelle, um, I forgot her last name, but um, they ruled it a suicide. She was with a deputy sheriff. They ruled it a suicide, and then it turned out that it was actual murder. Um, people sent notification to the governor the governor just recently back in November kicked it back to be reinvestigated and they chose another uh, state attorney um, to handle the case okay so what what's what happened with that story is basically what you want to happen have enough people who are listening sign the petition so that you can you can then have everything reversed and then proceed criminally do I have that correct correct Okay, so give out the name again. People can go to change.org. and what Change.org, and it's under... Um, um, Ju- uh, justice? Justice for my pregnant daughter, and um, it's petitioning Governor Rick Scott and Brad King, and it'll come up under Justice for My Daughter, Catherine Brian Hoover. Right, and I want people that are listening there to help Donna Bryan get justice for her daughter by actually going to the website and signing onto the petition so at least she she has the right to you know to have the reinvestigation done because it sounds like the law was just bypassed here now i will tell you i did speak to a couple of attorneys because i'm not one um, i did speak to a criminal attorney who said it, you know if it reverses you may be able to get him criminally prosecuted but if not, then it might be a good idea to speak to a local attorney, uh, and I did speak to one who's willing to talk to you, um, to see, because if it doesn't get reversed and you can't proceed criminally, even though that's not what you want, and I understand that, at least from the civil side, you could, in essence, punish this guy financially for the entire rest of his life. So it's, I know it's not the same type of justice because there's justice for what is right and what is wrong. And then separately from that, the money. But the money would be a way to punish him in a different way. Because when I read and I look online and I see, you know, he has remorse and then you're telling me he went and got married the next day. What is wrong with this world? I mean, I sit here and I read these stories every day. Yours got me because it looked like it just slid on right by, and nobody did anything. So, for a, a what's the, give me one last statement that you would like to say before we close? Well, I I really hope people will sign the petition to help me get justice for my daughter, as well as her surviving seven-year-old son that re- lives with me. The because there's not a day that goes by that me or my grandson don't cry for her. And 
I hope that this if that this will help him. If he sees that I'm fighting, it's gonna help him know that people do care. Right, and I'm hoping also additionally that you may get some additional press coverage. Anybody who wants to contact me and the story can go to my Facebook page, The World of Lori Zook, and you can send me a message right right through the Facebook page, and I will get that message to Donna Bryan. And Donna, I hope you do get justice. I pray for it. And thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Continue here on the Imus in the Morning program, dealing with a developing situation this morning. The I-Man has gone to the bathroom, and he will be making his return, we think, here in, um, in just a moment. Let's go live to our bathroom cab. No. What did you say when I was away? You're in the bathroom. That's all. Well, we're doing to provide people with all these details. I think people are interested. You know, people that are longtime listeners might be worried. They hear my voice when we come back from break. You never know what might have happened. Yeah, maybe I died, Exactly, right. right. Yeah. So just try to reassure the audience. What's so funny, Lou? Imagine somebody opening that bathroom door and finding you just dead in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All Elvis out. Uh, you know, you bastards. Are, you know, one of these days, I, uh, you yeah. know, I will die. Then what are you going to do? That would be tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Look for a job. <laughs> Look for a job? Is that what you said? <laughs> what else? <laughs> File for unemployment. Catch Imus in the morning Man, right here weird. on the stations of the Tan Talk no Network. Paper in here at all. What is Too much espresso. Hi, it's Sawyer from the Dolphin Tell movies. Now is the perfect time to visit the world-famous Clearwater Marine Aquarium. Millions have seen us around the world, and now you can experience what we do in person. Come and reconnect with Winter and her fun-loving movie co-stars, Hope, Mavis, and yes, that crazy bird, Rufus. Immerse yourself into the world of marine life rescue with a behind-the-scenes tour. Explore the film sets, and don't miss our free boating adventure. Save time in line when you buy tickets at SeaWinter.com. Kids only $16.95.